my favorite thing about Jackson is that it's it really is like open for opportunity and it's actually very easy to kind of start your own thing. Yeah, it is a blank. It's total blank. Canvas is, it has been and, like, and that's great. Um, one of the great things about Jackson. This is Soul Sessions, conversations on culture from Jackson, Mississippi. I'm Kim Lewis. And I'm Paul Wolf. And we're bringing you a look at the people, the places, and the events that make us the city with soul. You may not recognize the names of our next guests, but you've certainly seen their work all around Jackson. They are making the city look so much better. Mary Sanders Ferris and Scott Allen. I mean, they are changing things up from the inside to the outside, from lights to murals to furniture. Restaurant designs, restaurants that you've hopefully been in recently. We'll talk more about that later on, but we are so excited and ready to start the show. Sanders Ferris, we are so excited to have you here today. I know a little bit about you, but if you could share some stuff about you and exactly what you do. I am an interior designer in Jackson. I have my own firm. It's Ferris and Company. We do, we're mostly known, I guess, around town for doing restaurant work, but we also do corporate offices, residential projects, um, a variety of other types of commercial interior spaces, just kind of whatever falls in that realm. And are you from the Jackson area? I am. I grew up in Brandon. Um, I went to Millsaps right out of high school and then was a theater major and transferred to uh, Mississippi State when I realized I kind of wanted to focus more on design. I did set design and so went to state and then actually left Jackson for a while and came back about five years ago. So you grew up here, you left for a little while and you've come back. What is it about Jackson that really kind of pulled you back here? Well, I just kind of in a nutshell, part of it was that I was doing Babalu at the time and we were doing all of their expansion work for Eat Here Brands. They were growing into other markets. And so I had been in D.C. and then New Orleans and kind of felt like my time in New Orleans was up and had a great opportunity with Bill to come in house. And so spent my first year and a half probably traveling, never really being in Jackson, Um, but ended up deciding I kind of wanted to go out on my own again and do my own thing. And so it's really been kind of a great experience being back in town. You've worked on some big projects in other cities, Washington, D.C. Tell me about some of what you did there. So when I was in D.C., I was a luxury hospitality designer and we did um, everything from all the Starwood properties. So Weston's um, luxury collection. One of my biggest projects was the Jefferson Hotel, which was actually a boutique project that's just right down the street from the White House. Um, It's part of a larger kind of luxury umbrella. And it was, it almost killed me, but it was a great project. (laughs) Um, And so it's really fun because I think when Obama was in office, it was like his favorite place to eat lunch. And so it was just kind of a cool thing to have worked on. Well, that's flattering. I mean, to, to think that he was there and he was seeing your work all the time. You are in Jackson now pretty much full time, but you travel a lot. You do a lot of work. You worked on a project recently that had you collaborating and we'll talk more about collaboration later, but you were all over the country doing installations for a a dental studio. Yes. We uh, worked for a company that, um, the main investors based out of Ridgeland and they were Invisalign providers and they were going into the old Invisalign stores that had closed in these large malls. And so we were in Texas, Colorado, 
Boston, Philly, um, installing these stores, um, which was fun and kind of surreal, but fun. And what are some of your favorite projects that you've worked on? You're not allowed to have favorites. But you've got to. <laughs> Just for today, you can have a, a few favorites. We won't tell anyone that you were playing favorites. Um, I really, I mean, I've recent projects that I've really loved. Um, Sophomore Spanish Club was a really fun project. Um, we can talk about it more when we talk about collaboration, but... Um, just the creativity that that group of people really lets me have, um, and run with and really trust me. And so that's a great project. Um, one of my initial projects out of the gate with my own company was Foreman Watkins, which, um, again, just a great group of people. And that has spun out. I've done a lot of their houses. Um, we did a lot of, you know, really unique finishes. I did the interior selections with, uh, Wareburner Allen, who did the architecture and, um, it was a great project. So those have both been pretty big highlights. Um, there are plenty of others. So a lot of people young and old, I mean, I'm probably guilty of this is saying when I get out of high school and leaving Jackson, I'm never coming back, but we always end up back here for family or for opportunity. But what makes Jackson a good home base for you? I think Jackson, um, one of the easiest, I mean, not the easiest things, but my favorite thing about Jackson is that it's, it really is like open for opportunity and it's actually very easy to kind of start your own things. If you're entrepreneurial, you're not stuck with kind of a high overhead of cost of living. And, um, again, like with Jackson and Mississippi in general, it's a very connected community. So you have a lot of people that support you. And so for me, Jackson really has been a great kind of launch pad for a company that I don't know that I ever thought would really work in Jackson. And it really has. And we've been received well and um, our designs have been fun and people have enjoyed that. And so I really think that Jackson is just ripe for that kind of opportunity. And so it's wonderful for all of those reasons. One of my absolute favorite Jackson artists is in the studio with us right now too. Scott Allen is here. Scott, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you for coming in. Um, so for those who are not familiar, I know you've, you've been in the news a lot lately for all the work that you do, but uh, tell folks kind of where you're from and, and what it is that you actually do. How do you describe yourself? Hmm. <laughs> well, I'm from South Jackson, so I'm born and raised here. I am an artist, I would say fundamentally, but I also own A Plus Signs and Creative, which is a fabrication studio, full service sign company. We also do large format printing, and then we will just do just about any kind of build you hire us to do. Um, we do a little bit of everything. You do. You paint, you sculpt, you woodwork, you metal work, welding. I, I mean, it's just it's nothing that is unstoppable for you. It started out with mostly me doing a lot of those things. And then over the years, I've recruited very talented staff who specialize in each of those areas. And so I feel like we've built a strong team of talented artists and we have a wide spectrum of services that we can offer. Now, growing up, did you always know that you were going to be the artist that you are today? I think in a way, yes. I, I, I don't think I could ever see myself doing anything else. I tried to do other things. I always fell back into art. I mean, it's just something I was like always kind of the art kid. What's the quote I, I read from you in an article one time? And, and it's something that everyone is an artist, but at some point you stop being one. What What is that? Is it Picasso? Maybe? Uh, yeah, it's like a Picasso quote. Yeah. Like everybody's an artist, but, but you know, some you just never quit when you 
grow up. I mean, so to speak, I don't know if that's exact <laughs> words of it. I'm sure I butchered that up, but basically saying that at some point we get to a point and usually it's teenage years where we stop being creative and being childlike and sort of the people that end up doing it for a living are the people that continue into their adulthood. And, and that's how you master a craft, I guess, is just when everybody starts striving and quit riding their bike, you know, you keep your crayons and keep, keep just being childlike. Art is playful. I mean, it's a state of, of playfulness in my opinion. So. You bought the sign company, what, a dozen or so years ago, and yeah. you've really grown it from being more than just banners and business cards to something so much more. It, it was sort of one thing at the time and I, I wanted it to reflect my personality as an artist. And so I've expanded it into a lot more, you know, a lot more services and um, like lighted signs and fabrication. It was more leaning towards like a printed printing sign company in the beginning. Now, Jackson has often been referred to um, as a blank canvas. Do you feel that that helps support what you're doing here in Jackson? Do you view it the same way? Yes. I mean, it seems like at first it was such a blank canvas and that I don't, that almost kind of works against you though, because you're, it's kind of like to sell oranges, you got to educate people about vitamin C. And so <laughs> right, I was right. just running around town trying to like promote like public art and, but kind of being one of the only public artists at the time, I mean, it was, everybody just thought of everything as graffiti or something. And so, um, and then also it was educating like the architects and the designers about like hand painted stuff and what's, you know, what can, why it can be more aesthetically pleasing than just putting a sticker on a wall sometimes. And so, but over the years, that's kind of, that's totally changed. And, um, but yeah, it is a blank, it's total blank canvases. It has been and like, and that's great. Um, one of the great things about Jackson for sure. Right. And it, it's not as blank as it used to be. Thanks no, to you and, and no. others. I mean, there's really, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of stuff popping up, whether it's the hand painted signs, yeah. even if they're the vintage signs, I've noticed those on some of our buildings, um, the murals, what are some of the projects that you have done downtown that people might recognize? Well, probably the Welcome to Jackson would be the most recognizable one, but but there's been so many. Now we're, we're incorporating it into a lot of like restaurant projects that we collaborate on. There's a Greetings from Jackson we just did on High Street. A lot of people know us more for the mural stuff because that's probably the most visible, but we do create a lot of signage. Right, the of signage at Cultivation was, Cultivation was you, halls, a very unique way. Spanish, a lot of stuff at the district. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we work in the surrounding areas pretty good bit all over the state and sometimes nationally. So there are some uh, local businesses that we work with where we do a lot of shipping and exporting. And so just a little bit of everywhere. You represent Jackson, Mississippi very well, though. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's very much a compliment. So we've talked to Mary Sanders Ferris and Scott Allen individually, but I thought it was a good time to, to bring them into the studio together and to ask about collaboration because Jackson just seems to be the place where, you know, as, as you both mentioned earlier, if you want to do something, it's not being done, just start doing it. And then you find other people that have that similar mindset. Talk to us about how Jackson is a great place for collaboration. Well, for me, collaboration kind of works organically and it's kind of like sometimes 
like I always quote the Chuck Close quote where it's like inspiration is for amateurs and the rest of us just go to work. It's like when you've got a deadline and you just got to get to work on it and her and I just like Mary Sanders, and I just get together. It's like through the process that we create for, for me, it's like, okay, we got two weeks, let's do it. And then once you get to working on it, then ideas start coming and of course, and then Jackson's just created, there's so many makers here. Um, and being the big small town that it is, you can pull these people in as you need them um, and sort of curate your own projects like that. But how did the two of you actually start working together? Well, like Jackson being kind of a small town again, uh, I actually recognized some of her work before I actually do her. And I saw the Babalu design work and I was like, who did this? I remember all the posters and um the hand painted sign. And I was like, does this person live in my town? Where are they at? You know, come to find out, I found out who it was and ended up working with her on some projects. Yeah. That's kind of how it came to be. And then we kind of been working with each other for a couple of years, maybe. Yeah. I was going to say, I've been following you both for a few years and I've seen the project. So what was the first project you guys worked on together? First big project. The first big project. Yeah. I mean, we worked on a bunch of small stuff together, just signage and things like that. And then I think cultivation was Third our first was big, big project. Yeah. And then I think sophomore Spanish club probably was a project that kind of showed more um, breadth of his skills in terms of definitely signage, but also fabrication and architectural elements and things like that. Yeah, I would say so too. Now, when the two of you are on the same project together, what's that process? And I, this is, I'm completely curious about this. Do you work together to make sure what you're doing goes with her design? I mean, is there true collaboration from the beginning or do you both kind of come in with your own ideas and hope that they come together? Like, what's that process like for the two of you? Because you've done so much together. Yeah, I think normally um, we, at least for our side of it, we bring A plus in really early on as we're kind of designing pieces out. I know Cultivation Sign, we talked about that earlier. That was one where... It was a concept in my head. I had literally no earthly idea how to build it or if it could be built. Um, what what I had seen didn't really look like what we ended up doing, which I think I like ours better. Um, and so I just went to Scott and I was like, can you make this? How do you do this? Um, and so it's really nice to have someone to kind of bounce off, you know, ideas off of and really kind of think through the right. logistics, the fabrication part of it, and then to also push creatively. Because I think at the end of the day, um, the best designs come out of collaboration and it's better when there's like no main ego. He may not say that about me, but I think it's good <laughs> that, um, when you can kind of like go back and forth and edit each other and kind of think through how to really create like what's best for the space right. or the wall or whatever. And yeah. just appreciate each other's ideas. I mean that mm. it's, from two artists, I would think collaborating with another artist would just be the, the epitome of, you know, a perfect setup, you know, just someone else that thinks different from you or oh, yeah. compliment what you're doing or take it to another level. Like she said, the, the yeah. cultivation sign, you didn't know how it would work or if it could work. And then here it is. It's there and even better than you imagined. Yeah. That part of it's fun. It's like her and I both have a team too. So like, there's just a lot of input. You have to have, you have to create a safe place where people can just throw ideas out and sometimes they're not all great. And, you know, but yeah, I, it is very rewarding to get to the end of it and go, 
wow, that's not what I set out to do, but it's better through the collaborative process. And what's great about working with Mary Sanders, she's, uh, I'm going to compliment her here. Uh, she's such a boss. Like, <laughs> she uh, she really knows her stuff when it comes to fabrication. She's worked in furniture design. So there's a good communication about a lot of production things. And so when she's on job site, she really commands respect. So it's not just like conceptual ideas. She definitely has a very good understanding of like the process and how to make something come to fruition. So. Now, Mary Sanders, you say something nice about Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I, mean, I, I didn't. You know, I didn't mean to make it weird. No, it's not weird. <laughs> um, well, I. I mean, you, we keep talking about artists, um, and I really like. Sometimes I think of myself as more of an editor, and like to me, Scott's the artist. Like he has like this this ability to create something out of completely nothing, um, and. And while we do that a little bit, I still feel like we're putting pieces together and kind of coming up with stuff. And I just, I really am always impressed by everything he does. All right, kids, you got to tell us where can we learn more about you and your work, like social channels, websites, uh, where can we go if we want to work with you? Uh, well, I have an Instagram, uh, A plus, uh, I don't know what it is. I think if you just Google A plus signs or something like that, I have a, my website is being uh, reworked at the moment. It, it, it got hacked by foreign entities Less quite than some time ago. Yeah. And, and you then, have a personal Instagram account. Do you want to, you want to shout that yeah, out? Sir Mix Scott is my personal. Mary Sanders, where do we learn more about your work? I also have an Instagram, which is Ferris and company and it's two R's and two S's in Ferris. And then we have a website that, is currently being upgraded, but we still have one running. We were not hacked. So oh, you can yeah. Google Ferris and company. <laughs> now, here's what we're loving in the city with soul, a segment where we talk about a place or a thing that's really got us excited about Jackson. Today, that's sophomore Spanish club at the district at East over. Kim, have you been? I have. I have been multiple times by myself. I don't often eat by myself, but I will if I um, can go to Sophomore Spanish Club and get some horchata and a little ceviche. Now, if you go by yourself on Mondays, who gets the the buy one, get one on Margarita Monday? <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying. Not saying. <laughs> <laughs> have you uh, have you noticed thematically speaking, it reminds you of TV shows that you grew up watching? Oh, most definitely. I'm familiar with Saved by the Bell and- yeah, AC Slater greets you at the door. Exactly. And I know, I'm assuming you haven't been into the women's restroom, no, but- No, no, the uh, The posters in there are very reminiscent of all the um, teenage heartthrobs of the 90s. We got to give credit where credit is due. Ray Scott Miller, the owner of this restaurant, and of course, James Beard, finalist nominee, Jesse Houston. This guy's a rock star in the kitchen. Seriously, he puts a fresh and creative spin on everything he touches. Tex-Mex food at its best and it's right here in Jackson, Mississippi. Locally owned, locally operated and our, hey, our two guests today designed and did the signs and all of the beautiful the things murals, you see. The the furniture inside, all of the decor. It's it's fabulous. It tastes good and it looks good. Sophomore Spanish Club at the District at Eastover will put you some information about them in the show notes. <laughs> 
Soul Sessions is hosted by me, Paul Wolf. And Kim Lewis. Our show is produced by Visit Jackson in association with MWB Studios. Our executive producer is Ricky Figpen. We are recorded and mixed by Parker Brewer. Our theme music is by Tania Sanders, recorded right here in Jackson at Malico Studios. Special thanks this episode to Mary Sanders Ferris and Scott Allen, Jonathan Pettis, Tim Mask, Mark Leffler, and Josh Bird. You can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Paul Wolf with Kim Lewis, and you've been listening to Soul Sessions. I see.